0: Hello and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, videomaker, Oakland native, and a pink wearer. I'm also a huge fan of history. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. Each day, I'm going to share one of my favorite deep cuts with you. So let's take a look at today's stories. It's 365 with MXM Tune every day so don't leave too soon i'm gonna teach you stuff know it won't be tough gonna go a year till you've had enough it's 365 that makes sense too. today in 2018 scientists identified the oldest naturally occurring color currently known to ban bright pink finally a true moment of redemption for elwoods from legally blonde how does one even begin to determine the world's oldest pigment? Well, here's how it happened. Nor Gunelli, a PhD student at Australian National University, studies the oldest organisms that ever lived on Earth. We learn about these by analyzing fossils that still exist in the soil, and we can tell how old the fossil is through carbon dating. No, that's not when you take a carbon molecule out to dinner. Okay, I'm sorry, that was really bad. Anyways, moving on. So, we do know that all living organisms are made out of carbon. So when an organism dies, it no longer takes in new carbon, but it does experience decay. We know the rate at which carbon decays in living organisms, so to put it simply, scientists can do some math to determine how old an organism is based on the carbon content that they find in it. Dr. Ganelli found 1.1 billion-year-old rocks deep beneath the Sahara Desert during her PhD studies. As she analyzed them, she yelped when she realized what she discovered. Another professor, Brox, told the BBC, I heard her screaming in the lab when it came out, and she ran into my office. He continued, Imagine you could find a fossilized dinosaur skin that still had its original color, green or blue. That is exactly the type of discovery that we've made. The hot pink pigment that Dr. Guinelli found wasn't from a dinosaur, but rather an ancient rock on a marine shale that would have been beneath present day Mauritania, West Africa. But just the pretty color isn't what makes the story most interesting. By analyzing the organism that produced that pigment, scientists solved another mystery about why large, complex creatures took so long to develop on planet Earth. When we say complex creatures, we mean something more like a fish that had multiple cells working together to keep it alive, as opposed to a single-celled, simple bacteria. It's estimated that our planet is 4.5 billion years old, but complex creatures only emerged less than a billion years ago. This finding helped explain why it took so long. Research like this also reminds us just how short humans have existed since the beginning of the universe. The American astronomer Carl Sagan tried to explain the vastness of the universe's history through an idea called the cosmic calendar. Basically, this means that you imagine the entire history of the universe as just one year. By that logic, the Big Bang would be January 1st when the clock strikes midnight, and the present day would be the very final moment of December 31st. So, on the cosmic calendar, our planet would have been created sometime in August, but anatomically, modern humans would only appear at 1154pm. Christopher Columbus's voyage to the Americas in 1492 would take place just a second before midnight. In their research, the scientists found that the pink pigment came from fossilized chlorophyll, or the substance that often makes plants green. That means that a living thing had to have produced the chlorophyll, which is often present in photosynthesis, the process that plants use to take in food from carbon dioxide and water, then give off oxygen. This information helped researchers determine that the ancient marine ecosystems were dominated by these small organisms that performed photosynthesis. Dr. Gunnelli was able to publish a research paper confirming that some of the earliest, most dominant ocean-dwelling creatures were these small, photosynthetic bacteria. Because they were so tiny and lacked any impactful amount of nutritional value, it was hard for larger, more active organisms to emerge these bacteria were about a thousand times smaller than algae. Our planet has come a long way. We were once just small bacteria fossilizing into a pink pigment, and now we can talk, walk, and listen to podcasts. Who knew? Now let's talk about music. Today in 2009, The Guardian published an interview with Leonard Cohen during his world tour. At the time, Cohen was 75 years old, and this was his first tour in 15 years, so it was a pretty big deal. Cohen is most famous for his song Hallelujah, which he originally released in 1984. At the time of its release, Hallelujah didn't receive much acclaim, but then the musician John Cale, famous for being in the band The Velvet Underground, covered the song. This sparked a chain of covers. Jeff Buckley covered it, then Rufus Wainwright did too. Fun fact, the John Cale version appears in the Shrek movie, but the Wainwright version appears on the soundtrack. In that Guardian interview, Cohen finally revealed how he truly felt about the song. He said, I think it's a good song, but I think too many people sing it, which is pretty iconic if you ask me. But after all, it must be pretty weird to be in Cohen's position. A song he wrote in the 80s only earned mainstream popularity in the early 2000s. Sony wouldn't even release the album that Hallelujah appeared on because they didn't think it was good enough, but now it's a classic. Cohen mentioned that he read a review of the movie Watchmen, which used the song. And the reviewer said, can we have a moratorium on Hallelujah in movies? In the 2009 interview, Cohen said he agreed. But in 2012, he confessed. He's glad people are still singing it. And now for today's final segment, I'll be going into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on a July 9th in my life. On July 9th, 2000. The thing I was up to was being born. I was born this year or this day 21 years ago, which is so weird. I feel like I've been I've been putting my life out online for oh goodness, since I was 12. So 9 years at this point. Um 9 years of putting my life onto the internet. I think I very much still feel like I'm stuck in like my preteen mind or my 16-year-old mind um when I first started doing this and it's so strange to me. I've, I've grown up on the internet. I've shared my life with people for so many years for almost half of my entire life. And it's crazy. I mean, I don't know, what a privilege to be able to grow up with people around me um, from all over the world. I think it's it's weird and it's scary sometimes, but it's pretty wonderful, I think, in the same way that I can just live my life and share it with people as I live it and hopefully let them know that they're not alone in the things that they're going through because life is really weird and getting through your preteens and your adolescence and your teenagehood and entering into adulthood is something that I've very much had to navigate with so many different people watching and although that that has its moments of being scary, I think it's also been an immense source of comfort to know that I'm not by myself when I'm going through that. So thank you and thanks for making this birthday a nice one. And finally, thank you for going back in time with me today. And remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you can come back tomorrow for more stories from the past. It's 365 with MXM2. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff. No, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365.